0: It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. Joining me today is a man whose resume could take up the next 15 minutes, but I promise I won't do that. He's a 2007 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee, a three-time national champion, including the most recent one in April of this year, He's been to nine Final Fours. He's a three-time ACC tournament champion, an eight-time ACC regular season champion, a three-time Big 12 tournament champion with Kansas, a two-time AP Coach of the Year, and he's the current coach for the Tar Heels of his own University of North Carolina. He is, obviously, Coach Roy Williams. Coach, thanks so much for spending some time with us today.
1: Kyle, thank you for having me, and uh, hopefully people who enjoy listening to the junk that I'm going to give you. (laughs)
0: We have so much to to get to when we hop in the Wayback Machine in a moment, but I want to actually just start in the present, or more appropriately, three months ago, um, when once again one of your North Carolina teams cut down the Nets as national champs. Can you talk about the way that this third title might have been a little bit different than the others, if at all?
1: No, Kyle. There's no question. Uh, all three of them have really been different. This one the, in one direction much more than the others. So in '05, we were really gifted. We were really talented. Uh, we were one of the two best teams in the country, and fortunately for us, we beat the other team, which was Illinois, in the final. In 2009, I thought we were the best team. I thought we were the best team throughout the entire year. We had some adversity started out uh, 0-2 in the conference, but... At the same time, I really thought we were the best team. We were the first team, I think, to be unanimous, uh, number one AP poll in the preseason. And uh, so that was not expected, but yet it was expected. Our fans didn't get nearly as excited at that point because they really thought that's what we were going to do and it was our right, you know, that kind of thing. And then in 2017, It was probably the least gifted of the three teams that won and probably not as gifted as some teams that uh, didn't win the national championship. But what they really did was... uh They really competed on game night. They really handled adversity. They handled adversity during our practice sessions. They handled it during the games. Uh, uh, They handled it during the course of the season. We start out uh, losing on the road the first game and then squeak by and win the second game in overtime, or we could have started 0-2 again. But uh, uh, this team really did handle some adversity. And to come back after a heartbreaking loss last year in 2016, In the last uh, second shot, uh, like Chris Jenkins of Villanova, to be that focused and to have that as a goal to get back and have a chance to be the last team standing is something that's one of the most amazing things that I've ever been involved with. And In 2005, our fans were just off the charts. In 2009, they said, Oh, hon, we expect you to do it. And, And this year, they were even farther off the charts. So all three of them have been
0: different. I love that. I love that. And I love hearing how the the, the fans' personality really plays into the culture of of a team of young men, which is sort of what I I was hearing there, right? That the fans really do, because at the end of the day, these are 19, 20-year-old men that that, that you've got. They can't help but be affected by the fans on the outside, right?
1: Well, there's no question about it. I think in uh, '05 we we'd had a couple of tough years uh, uh, at the end, right before I came in 2003, 2004 season. And to win the national championship in our second year. The fans were just so excited and felt like we were back, if you let me use that terminology. And, and then again, in 09 uh, uh, they just expected us to win. It was harder uh, than everybody thinks it was. But at the same time, uh, it was what uh, we felt like we were the best team. And there's a lot of times in the NCAA tournament where the best team doesn't always win because you had to be the best team every single night. But this year, I think it was a little unexpected, even though we had a fantastic year and we got a number one seed and won the ACC regular season. It's just that uh, it's so hard to get back and go back-to-back national championship game two years in a row was just uh, something that was was uh, really hard
0: to even fathom what's going on. All right, so now let's take a trip in the back in time. Growing up in Asheville, playing your schoolboy hoop in North Carolina in the shadow of Dean Smith. How much do you think that your your geography played a role in, in you becoming the Roy Williams that we know today?
1: Well, I love the mountains. I love the people up there. I love the, the weather in the summertime, not necessarily in the wintertime. But uh, it's home. It will always be home. My school teachers uh, in elementary school were fantastic. My teachers in high school were even uh, more fantastic, if you can say that. They were extremely interested in Lloyd Williams as a young man, and uh, their guidance and their teaching is still something that's extremely important to me today. Uh, my high school basketball coach was the most important male figure in my life. My mom was my hero. She was the angel, but uh, my coach Buddy Baldwin was the uh, uh, the most effective and most important male figure and, and still extremely important to me today. And, uh, you know, I never planned any of this, never dreamed any of this. The only thing I wanted to be was I wanted to be like my high school coach. And so to, look back and and see where I am. It's not something that I planned out. It's not something that I put down on a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. I was going to be very happy to be that high school coach for 30 years. And then when Coach Smith asked me to come back and be his assistant, I was going to be very happy to be his assistant for 30 years. But it just sort of worked out that all of a sudden uh, Kansas came and talked to me and asked me if I'd come be their coach. And so now I'm sitting here getting ready to start my 30th year as a head coach and not uh, nearly even had any of
0: those drinks. Were there any discussions when when you did? Because, I, you know, part of the Roy Williams uh, that that everyone wants to play for and that everyone wants to be around is the fact that there is that, well, well, you will never look past the, the obstacle directly in front of you, there is just a very present presence. You're always in the room. You're always in the moment. Was there ever any worry when you went to talk to Coach Smith about maybe stepping out and, and, and taking that in, in taking that role with Kansas?
1: You know, I, I would have to answer that. And so say there was never any worry. I was very comfortable in what I could do in coaching, but there's some awfully good coaches that get to a school at the wrong time or the wrong time, the wrong place for that specific person. And they could be a very good coach, but I never really, uh, I never really thought about the outcome. I never really thought of succeeding. I never really thought of failing, uh, I just did my job every single day, and that's the way I've tried to live my entire life, and that's what's always fit with me. Uh, I, I called Coach Smith the night before I was going to the uh, last interview, and I said, "Are you sure you want to do this to your school?" Because <laughs> you <know, Coach laughs> Kansas is <laughs> a pit school, and uh, he scolded me quite a bit and uh, told me no that I could do a job and that don't worry about that part of it. And and it is something that uh, it's it's always been very comfortable to me, so. Uh, I've never really worried very much about the outcome of a game or a season or a career. It's just, uh, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. So I'll stick with
0: it. And it's fascinating too, because your relationship with coach Smith really dates back to, uh, to a decision that you made your sophomore year of undergrad. When after playing on the freshman team, uh, you approached coach Smith to ask if you could attend his practices and take notes from the bleachers. Do you remember that moment and in, in how coach Smith reacted? And, and was, was that sort of the beginning of coach Roy Williams?
1: Well, you know, I I knew after my freshman year in high school that I wanted to be a coach. And so when I played on the freshman team, I played for Coach Guthridge, and that was another introduction into the coaching thing. And when I did talk to Coach Smith and Coach Guthridge, they were both together walking out of Carmichael, and I'm walking in, and – I said, Coach, would you mind if I come to the practices? I'll stay out of your way, and I'm going to be working, so I'm not going to be able to be there every day. And he said, Coach, you're, he didn't call me Coach. He said, Well, you're fine. And coach got through said, Yeah, I may want to look at your notes at the end of the season or something like that. And we giggled a little bit, but it was just a very low key. And I would go, uh, you know, for 15 minutes of time, or I'd stay for an hour, but. Uh, um uh, you know, again, I was working every afternoon in my sophomore, year, junior, and senior years. And so it was a little hectic as far as it uh, when I was going to show up, when I was going to leave. But it got down to a couple of head managers, one of them being Greg Miles, who were always just to uh, tell the security person that that guy up there is okay. And so uh, it was it was a great experience for me.
0: And and of course your your note taking um under coach smith doesn't end for quite some time. And in fact, one of um early on you were instrumental in recruiting a young kid from Wilmington named Jordan. Um obviously there was no way of knowing that he'd become the greatest of all time, but what were the qualities of a teenage Michael Jordan that made him so special, so important to have in Chapel Hill?
1: Well, I think his, his biggest thing with me is he loved to play. He loved to compete. The first day I ever saw him, uh uh, was at our basketball camp on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, I'd have him in Carmichael, and he competed, and that group was to go back to the dorm, and another group would come, and then that group would stay 30 minutes and go back, and then all of a sudden Michael's come back for another session. And it's almost a mile walk, and it's you know 90 degrees outside, and that kind of thing. So, but he loved to play, and you could see the athleticism, but I think the uh, uh, you're exactly right. Nobody... Uh, knew what he was eventually going to become. I do remember that afternoon or evening at dinner, Eddie Fogel, one of our other assistants, asked me, did I see anybody I like? And I said, I think I just saw the best 6-foot-4-inch high school player I've ever seen, and that was Michael Jordan. And for me, he got better and better and better. He got more focused. He got more disciplined. He became more driven. He became more confident. Uh, He just uh, never had anybody uh, that approached the game the way he did with the tremendous ability and the work ethic and the the focus and the discipline Uh, I was fortunate enough to have Tyler Hansbro here and Tyler wasn't as gifted as Michael, but he was four time first team All-American and he had that same kind of drive. It was every day. What can I do to be the best
0: basketball player I can be? And now, of course, we've covered the way that the North Carolina to Kansas pipeline happened, the way that you ended up at Kansas. I want to talk a little bit about those teams that you had, specifically that 96-97 version with, with Pollard and LaFrance and, and Vaughn and Pierce and so many others. That team is, is talked about so much. Is, is there another one of those teams at Kansas that you wish got more attention
1: well, that's the team that I felt like I let down more than any team I've ever coached, including all the years at North Carolina. We had a great team, great, uh, bunch of kids, uh, seven seniors, all seven of them graduated. They were just marvelous in every way, shape and form. We had four guys that, uh, ended up being number one draft choices and, uh, Jared Hass, who's now the head coach at Stanford, was my assistant for a long time, was the only one that did not become a number one draft choice, and he was such a student of the game and so extremely important to our team. But I felt like that uh, not getting that team to the Final Four is the one thing that still sticks in in, in my psyche about uh, not being able to get that team to the Final Four. We had some uh, injuries and uh, some heartbreaking losses along the way, but they were just the perfect team and uh, the perfect gentleman uh, every, every way, shape, or form. But uh, it's just like, again, it, what makes what happened this past year in 2017 so much more uh, uh, remarkable and, and uh, it's just so satisfying. But that's the NCAA tournament. I think if we had played, if you had picked the top 30 teams, 32 teams, 16 teams, whatever, and say play best of five, there's no doubt in my mind we would have won that thing. But it's just, one bad game, you go home. And we had some bad games during the NCAA tournament play. But with Jock Bond and Scott Pollard and Rachel French and Paul Pierce, all four of those guys went on to very successful NBA careers and uh, just great, great kids. And everybody else on the team was just the team I really enjoyed every day.
0: Two more questions here for Coach Roy Williams. Now, finally, after a few near hits, you, you left Kansas to go back home to Chapel Hill. It strikes me that part of your hesitance to leave Kansas. Might it be might be because of your fierce loyalty. There's something about the Roy Williams loyalty to the places that he is. We sort of talked about that. Um, And yet, you know, you'd been there for 15 years and you were going home. Can you talk about that decision to go back home to Chapel Hill at that time?
1: Well, I can't imagine for Roy Williams having any decision was any more difficult. That uh, I loved Kansas. I love my players. I had a guy describe me one time said I was loyal to a fault, and I said I don't think loyalty and fault should be in the same sentence, kind of thing. But. Uh, uh, I did love those kids. There is no question. We had had a change in our administration, which changed my job drastically the last couple of years. And if it hadn't been for that, uh, I may have stayed in Kansas my entire life. But uh, the only place that I was ever going to leave Kansas for, and didn't even realize it at the time, was uh, I was going to be North Carolina. I had some great programs that had talked to me about possibly leaving Kansas and going to other schools, and I didn't even get past the introductory question, because it was just not going to happen, but uh, uh, North Carolina was home, my family was back here, and uh, Coach Smith said that uh, he needed me to come back, and all that, uh, uh, along with the uh, the new change in the administration in Kansas made it to where it was something that I needed to do, and uh, and it's worked out great for both schools, because Bill Self has done a great job there, and, and it's been a fun 14 years here, and hopefully we have a little more to go. But I did love my 15 years at Kansas, uh, uh, and I was very devoted to Kansas, and uh, so that was an extremely hard decision.
0: Finally, Coach, what does it mean for you personally to be working with the Basketball Hall of Fame at this stage in your life?
1: You know, the Hall of Fame, I went to the induction ceremonies when Coach Smith was inducted, and it was in the early 80s. I can't remember what exactly year it was, but I was just blown away by that whole experience and being recognized like that. And what people had accomplished and to become members of the hall of fame. So you I mean to say I was blown away myself when in 2007 I was inducted, but uh, they protect the game. They protect the integrity of the game. They uh, make sure to remember the past, the memories that the hall of fame brings up all the time is something that is just phenomenal. The, uh, the way they honor people and, and their contributions to the game, either as a coach or a player or a contributor is something I'm very, very proud to, Uh, be involved with and being inducted to the Hall of Fame was one of the great, great highlights of my life for me and my family.
0: He is a 2007 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshriny, a three-time national champion. He's been to nine Final Fours. And he is the current coach of the Tar Heels of the University of North Carolina. He is Roy Williams. Coach, thanks again for your time. This was a lot of fun.
1: Kyle, thank you very much. It was fun reliving some of those memories and some of the bad memories. Still good to have them.